Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are listening to the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast with your hosts, Mr. Max and Mrs. Lacey. I hear your voice right now. Yeah. How's it going? It's good. <laughs> you really loud. Hey, why do you feel really loud? You're not really loud. You're just sort of loud. I guess in the previous it, podcast, I barely came through at all. Yeah, you did. Well, the uh, the the Pop Culture Massacre special. Yes. That was a gift to you guys anyway. That was fun. Yeah, it was. It was cool. Getting up with uh, Mr. Slapper McNutts from the Brazen Stones podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're hearing our voices, which you have not heard in such a long time, you're <laughs> listening to the Mr. and Mrs. podcast. We hope you're still with us. I hope so. Hang on in there. If not, you're that one person who still just has it refreshing on their iPod somewhere. <laughs> if not, even if you're that person, we appreciate you. We do. We really do. Well, I'm Mr. Max. I'm Mrs. Lacey. And like I said, you're listening to Mr. and Mrs. Podcast. I, I guess we should explain ourselves a little bit on why we were, we were uh, MIA for a while. Yeah. Missing in action, if you will. Well... A big thing happened. I had to go do a final push at school. I was uh, getting my associates at Lone Star down here in Texas. And so I had to do my finish and last push of doing that. So that kind of sidetracked us a little bit. Had to get our finals in, papers, all that other stuff, and I passed. You and passed. I'm, I'm getting my degree in like six to eight weeks. So congratulations to me. If you want, clap. I'll give you a moment of clap, clapping time. Thanks, Mrs. Lacey. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, the congratulations on that. I also opened up a PS4, which was my uh, my gift or for graduating. Graduating, so, yes. So, we opened that up and played some uh, Arkham Knight and finished that up. So, that's kind of why, why we were busy. That and the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. New Year's. New Year's. So, Happy New Year's to you folks. Happy 2016. I know, 2016. We are in a brand new year. Wow. That last year went by quick, didn't it? It did. But that's Mr. Jasper. <laughs> shaking. Shaking his tail feather. Yeah. Well. Should we do the premise of the show real fast? Premise of the show, yes. I bring a topic. I bring a topic. And then we have a learning corner at the end. That's if you have it. any questions, feel free to you know go on our Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Mr. A-N-D. Mrs. M-I-S-S-U-S. I just totally didn't spell that right. It's Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R. And A-N-D, Mrs. M-I-S-S-U-S, podcast. There we go. There we go. How about that? And if you want us to talk about something, you want more information, something in the news is vexing, and you don't know, <laughs> you don't want to research it, uh, that's what I love to do. So Let's research away. And I don't like to research things. I just like to shoot from the hip. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> that is why this podcast is interesting. <laughs> that is why. Because we are not the same person. Pew, pew. <laughs> Polar opposite. Yeah, totally. I would say. Well, Mrs. Lacey, you're starting off this week. Yes. And this is um, this topic I wanted to discuss a month ago <laughs> when we broke, right? This was the topic that I had planned and then everything got sidetracked. So yeah. I've been thinking about it for over a month now. And I'm even more excited about it because I think I've seen it in my life now. Okay. Uh, terror management theory. Now, what is terror management theory? Um, well, it was a theory that was proposed by Ernest Becker in the 1980s. Okay, he's a doctor. And you, you know how Freud, when you talk about Freud theories, everything came back to sex? Or your mother? Sex with your mother? mother. <laughs> For Ernest Becker, basically everything comes back to death. Wow. That's a little extreme and dark and morose. Yes. Skulls and crossbones and shit. <laughs> yes. So his theory, terror management theory, is this idea that we are the only animals alive that are self-aware enough to know that we are eventually going to die. Yikes. I'm going to die? Yes. No. Just and this idea completely consumes us to the point where we create our entire lives to avoid thinking about the idea that we are someday going to die. So all of society, culture, laws, love, sports, TV, Disneyland, Disneyland, War, religion, Star Wars. Star Wars, all of it is to avoid the idea that we are that eventually is just going to die. Well, everything's final, I guess, when it comes down to it. You know, the only thing that is guaranteed to happen to all of us, 100% guaranteed, is that we're going to die. Right. And people, people do acknowledge it. You know, we kind of understand that we're going to die. So you and I kind of casually say, yeah, we understand we're going to die. Mm -hmm. But at a subconscious level... We can't deal with it. It's too much for us to know that we are going around on this earth doing whatever we're going to do, knowing that one day we're going to die. So mm -hmm. we construct as a society all of these things to avoid thinking about our own inevitable death. It's all just something we've made up just to avoid thinking about our own inevitable death. Jesus. It's kind of deep. It is. What do you think about it? I think it's a... Uh, kind of it kind of makes sense it kind of i mean i don't know I, I i guess the whole thing about the theory is is that i wouldn't be thinking about it all the time or else right. you know why am i making this podcast if i'm going to die one day exactly you know but hopefully there's somebody who uh who is listening to this right now that i'm already dead as a worm food in the ground <laughs> and wondering wow who's this wonderful gentleman <laughs> who sounds like a dapper young lad <laughs> so um, and ladies, I'm taken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this wouldn't be a theory unless they had some something to back it up, right? Yeah, I want to know. What, yeah. So that's the I whole mean, because you theory. can just imagine it out of thin air that we're all doing this to avoid our own death, but unless you can run tests and hypothesize about it, mm -hmm. then you don't really talk about it. So the theory that. The theory is that we've constructed all of this thing, all of these things to um, keep our own death, the idea of our own death at bay, right? Yeah. 
but whenever so whenever we meet different cultures mm -hmm. we are confronted with the idea of how ridiculous we look okay yeah i can see that because you go over to you know i was just watching a television show about papua new guinea where these guys landed and all these guys came out with spears to talk to them. Mm -hmm. And when you are confronted with that and you realize that's the culture that they've constructed for themselves, you inherently realize that the culture you've constructed for yourself looks at just as silly as they look to you. Yeah. Because they're wondering, like, oh, are these guys with muskets? What are these things that they're in these weird hats that they're wearing? Exactly. Whereas this guy's in loincloth and the, and the spear is like a bone through their nose is like what are these guys you know right so we look silly to them they look silly to us and that clicks off something in our heads that this is all fake none it's, of this it's is the we, ruining of the matrix we <laughs> made this up to forget about my own death and now you're reminding me that i faked this all wow so that's why we get in so many wars that's why religions clash because i've made up this big huge story about god and all of the guys and everything and when you come up against me with all of your gods and all of your guys you're reminding me how silly i look and therefore reminding you of your own inevitable death and so wars happen that's a very subdued way of saying that religion would cause wars or, or resources would cause wars and everything resources difference of skin different of culture difference of um language I, yeah everything because you realize that it's just something you made up because if it wasn't something you made up it would be universal what about those organ or uh, i guess civilizations that have already been around the block like romans and everything for thousands of years you know I mean, how do you think that way? Like, oh, how would that thought process come across those colonizers at that time? You know? Well, even... Because you're back saying it's subconscious, when, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's subconscious. Not, it's not, back when we evolved from the apes mm -hmm. and we developed a more sophisticated brain and we figured out our own death, that's when all of these things started coming into play. Society and leaders and wars and religions and this the terror management theory says all of that has to do with our own death and so this is founded in the 80s this is, is founded it? in the 80s wow yeah it's kind of a so another interesting part of that is that when whenever whenever you're reminded of your own death mm -hmm. you cling closer to the culture that you've created yeah so, um, like, they ran a test where they would remind, in Canada, they would attach binge drinking to how often people die from binge drinking. Okay. okay? And they were hoping that this effect would have, would show people, don't binge drink, Right. Now, it has that effect when you're talking about it damages your liver, it harms your family, everything. People mm -hmm. will do that more. That okay. They will cut it down more. Yeah. But once you tie in death, once you remind people that they're going to die, people were more likely to binge drink. Push it to the limit? To push it to the limit. Once you attach that death to it. 
that also happened with cigarettes in the UK. It, when they put those big, huge warning labels on there. Mm-hmm. So if they if they just said, if it said something about the Surgeon General warns against smoking in pregnant mothers or whatever, smoking would go down and down and down. But once they put those big labels on that said smoking kills. They made it cool. Smoking started <laughs> going up. And the theory behind that is once you remind people of their inevitable death, they cling closer to the cultures that they've created for themselves. That's weird. That's really weird. Yeah. It's kind of like, a, like I said, just like a push it to the limit type of thing. It's like, oh, that's going to kill me? Well, there's no really no reason to worry right. about well, it. Right, well, there's two different... So terror management theories has two different... Um, two different ways that we defend ourselves against death, right? Okay. So one is called a proximal... One is a distal defense. That's what I've been talking about where you don't realize that you're doing it, but you're kind of clinging to your culture mm-hmm. as your defense against your inevitable death. The other one is a proximal defense. That's what you're talking about. That's where you become aware and you just throw up your hands and you're like, there's nothing I can do. Oh, cruel world. I'm, so, I'm a victim of your folly. And so you're just thought. going to act like nothing is and, wrong. And this is currently what we're doing with global warming. Mm-hmm. This is what... There's no proof that global warming exists, though. <laughs> right. So it's become, the task has become too big. We're all going to die. There's nothing we can do about it. Let's just not think about it anymore. Fuck it. <laughs> right? So those are the two things. Cling to your culture or pretend it doesn't exist it doesn't anymore. Exist. Sweep it under the rug. Yeah. That's really funny. One more interesting, the other interesting test that they did mm-hmm. was they took, um, like, uh, two different sets of judges that had similar records, right? And they put a, a few prostitution cases in front of them, right? Mm-hmm. And prostitution is kind of even. It's kind of easy because they're all kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. It's just prostitution, prostitution, prostitution. She's a hoe. She's yeah. A hoe. So what they did was they took one set of judges and they didn't do anything to them. They just... Let them rule how they would normally rule, right? Okay. They took the other set of judges and reminded them of their own inevitable death. How'd they do that, I wonder? I have think, a, yeah. Have a hitman sh- come attempt to kill them? They, like, showed them videos about, you know, this is how, well, what age most people die and don't you miss your parents and, and things like that, okay? And then they had <laughs> them go in front of the prostitutes, right? So the ones that were reminded of their death threw the book at these prostitutes. Oh, man. Like completely put them away. And the idea is that once you're reminded of your own death, you cling closer to that culture, which means clinging closer to the laws that abide, that keep us together. Mm. So you're like, you want to get distracted and you think, what's important here? The important thing is laws, and the important thing is justice. My job. And mm. my job, and and it, you're more easily distracted. Where the ones that weren't reminded mm-hmm. just went about their normal way, where some got more severe than others, blah, blah, blah. Interesting. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like an anti-placebo. Like a, It's like almost like a, it works kind of like a mental placebo in a way. That's interesting. Yeah. Mind over matter. What do you think? Do you think it's valid? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, sort of. I mean, for me, being the free spirit that I am, I don't kind of, I don't see the tether uh-huh. in that. I, I see more of the chaos in life than the uh, the rigid, you know, line that we all technically live under, you know? 
So I don't see it that way, but I could see it being a possibility. Yeah. You know, it, it, I could go, wow. Well, there are certain things in this world that may make me think, why would my inevitable death produce this? And like, that'd be like the Teletubbies or, or uh, Britney Spears. It's like, I understand it's a distraction, <laughs> but it's a little weird. Or Gungam style. I mean, when I start thinking about that, it makes me depressed that that's the best my brain could, <laughs> our brains could come up with. I guess I, I kind of read this theory and I was pretty skeptical. Like this guy bit. is kind of obsessed with his own death, and he's put this on all the rest of us. <laughs> he's like, if you look at his wrists, they're all like slit. And everything. Right. But then, um, Listens during our break, I got pretty sick at one point, and. <laughs> At that point, like when you're stuck, and that's also one part of the theories is when, when you're you, on the precipice of death with right. my illness. Right. But yeah. obviously, when you get really sick, really hungover, really whatever, and you're instantly reminded of your own vulnerability as a person, what, it, what I do is I go back to basics, right? I cling to the things that I know. I want chicken noodle soup. I want to lay in bed. I want orange juice. I want... And somebody to pat me on the head. I want someone to pat me on the head while I make discomforting noises. And those are not things that I would buy into as a regular person. I don't really enjoy chicken noodle soup. I don't drink a lot of orange juice. I would never buy zinc. I would never, I don't want to hear about your voodoo medicine, but if I'm sick, all that goes I, out need, the window. I need it all because uh-huh. I need to feel better right away and I need to cling to all of these things. That's to, a, that's to a really good shining my... example of that. I mean, you know, it, it, without putting it in the gross perspective of that, oh man, I really need to do this. You're like, well, I'm sick. Got to go back to basics. Exactly. And, and that's a good way of looking at it. Right. But that is the, that is, that's the theory. Right, that's the theory. That's you're reminded of your own and your own vulnerability as a person, your own inevitable death, and when that happens, you cling to the bullshit that you made up to avoid the, the death. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Wow. You want to cling to your loved ones. You want to you have know, somebody pat you on the head. Have someone pat you on the head. And yeah, it's interesting. That's all I got. What are your thoughts? I know. I'm just trying to say it all smooth and everything. But really, I want to. We want to know. Yeah. We want to know. So yeah. Is it bullshit? Yeah. What do you think? I don't think. I don't think it's bullshit. Do you think Ernest Becker is a pecker? A, a piece of crap. <laughs> Damn right. you, Ernest Becker! You piece of crap. What you got, Max? Well, I got something that's been in the news uh, really recently, um, as of like I guess this weekend, uh, which is the weekend. Uh, today's the fourth, so I'd say the second and third, you know, of January twenty sixteen. Anyway, um, anybody remember the name of Clive and Bundy? Anybody? Bueller. Uh, yeah. Bueller. Sure, I okay. do. You know I do. Yeah. Well, um, Clive and Bundy is a rancher out in Nevada. He uh, pretty much held his. Uh, from what I remember, he just did a standoff with federal federal agents, and nothing came up of it, and stuff like that. He owed like back taxes on property. Because uh, not property, because his cows went in and grazed on federal lands and yada yada yada. Yeah, I, w- I wish I knew what happened. I don't. Yeah, I I, 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 I didn't do research on it because I, like I said earlier, I just shoot from the hip. That's so. right. Good but anyway, me. they're back in the news, or at least somebody related to Mr. Clive and Bundy, and these would be um, his sons. Um, they decided to drive all the way up to the great state of Oregon, as I like to say it, 
or organ, <laughs> as we all like to say it too. Um, and he's actually there. He took over him and a group of other militiamen with bunny rabbit ears took over uh, a federal building. Um, not really a big federal building, but a federal building nonetheless. Uh, the Malheur National Wildlife Refuge headquarters. Um, the reason why they went up there is is to be is to defend a couple of ranchers that are out there that were convicted of arson. Okay. Okay. So, the, um, the story behind that, like I said, I'm not going to go into that because I I don't know that much, and I should probably do a little more research on this. <laughs> <laughs> not Give if you want to keep that title of the least researched part of this podcast. I never said I was an authority <laughs> in the subject. I'm just saying that there are big, well, really my main topic here is this is what's happening right now. They're exactly. actually doing a standoff in Oregon at a, at a federal building. So these group of uh, about 150 militiamen, like I said, with bunny rabbit ears, not an official militia, from around the area and ranchers, took over a federal building. They took it over. They are all with their guns in this building, pretty much creating a, a hee-haw. People are making fun of them left and right, calling them the uh, Yal Qaeda. Uh, which right. I think is great. I think uh, it's pretty funny. And, and they call it the instead of a jihad, they call it the yihad, which I think is <laughs> hilarious as well. Just right. pretty much making fun of it. But really, what I wanted to come down to is the 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 meat and potatoes of this event, and not necessarily what's caused this event or anything, but really what what this backbone of of this type of movement is, where the people are just standing up to the government. Okay. okay? So that's really my my thing. Um, and so what stems of it? And now the people that do this or these type of events, like the, 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 um, what's his name? The Clive and Bund- Bundy guy, Clive and Bundy and his sons and everything. They, they are, uh, they consider themselves patriots. They're gun toting, uh, tea bag supporting or tea party or supporting tea baggers. And they, they're people that are stringent on the constitution. Some would even be considered what are called sovereign citizens. These are people who take the Constitution literally, and in their and they just describe it in such a way that they do not need to answer to any higher government other than the local sheriff, pretty much. Okay, which is interesting, right? Sure. Yeah. Why would you pick a local sheriff as your as your guy? Because they don't want a huge overwatch of everything. They're they're very anti-government. These uh these civil so- sovereign citizens. These are people that um do not have a social security card, do not have an ID. Um, they are known to be very hostile mm-hmm. against uh, law enforcement and other officials. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they have a disdain against authority, especially government authority. So okay. just that's the base baseline of them right now. Okay. But this event technically is a few, there's a few bullet points here that I, I want to come across. Is that, that what they're, what they try to accomplish whenever they do these type of events. And um, basically what they want to do is take land. They always, you know, plant their flag down, their little don't tread on me or come take it flag from Texas. And they say, this is our land. Do not come on. Blah, 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 blah. Right. They, normally, whenever there's like these big standoffs, there's always some type of land that they, they consider theirs and they don't want anybody to encroach upon it. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, we'll shoot you if you do this. So essentially, all these gun supporters and people that own all these big old, big old guns and everything are all parading around, pretending that they're just grabbing land, and that's what this uh, this uh, takeover of this federal 
um, wildlife refuges. It's just they're making, you know, staking land, pretty much. Another big thing. Wait, whose land is this? Well, right now, it's uh, technically federal land. That's what they're trying to take. They're trying to take federal land right now in regards to this Oregon thing that's happening. It's so a national they, they wildlife. They didn't own the land. No. It's not like the they owned the land and then it became a refuge and now they're trying to get it back. No, no. They just want it. Yeah, they're sta- they're claiming stake on something. That's what they're trying to do. Making a statement. Wow. And, and supposedly this is when I other stories I've read about this is they've been claiming this for a while in defense of these uh of these ranchers that were in Oregon that they're that it was unjust that they were convicted of this, of the arson and anything like that. And like I said, I don't, I don't know a lot about that original case about that. Um, uh-huh. But pretty much, you know, that's what they're 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 talking about, and that's what they are trying to do. So basically, they want the rest of the world to subsidize them, not actually buying land. Technically, yes. Irony, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not, yeah, I mean, they just, well, they're, essentially, they're, like, about anarchy, you know, because sovereign citizens don't believe in, like I said, federal laws or anything like that. Right. So, they believe in, in, you know, divine providence, I guess that would be it, you know, pretty much God's will. Okay. So, uh, when it comes down to it, they're like, uh, you know. Well, why don't they just pick them up, pick themselves up by them bootstraps and buy themselves some land by working really hard? They don't believe in the dollar. That's another thing, too. (laughs) They barter stuff. It, 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 yeah. Just, just, the, 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 another thing about it is that it'll, if you talk to anybody who's part of these groups, parties, I don't know how you want to describe them, nut jobs, I don't know. Crazy pants. Crazy pants. Um, a lot of them are fueled by um, by conspiracy theories. You know, like racism. they believe... Uh, <laughs> They're fueled by racism, which is ironic because it doesn't have anything to do I, with I, 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 I will go into that just a little bit later. <laughs> Conspiracy theories feel uh, everybody knows one. Everybody talks about it. Everybody says that we blew up nine eleven. Uh, blah blah blah. You know, nine eleven was inside job. Uh, Barack Obama is a Muslim. You know, all the other fun jazz stuff. Right. Uh, uh, what's his name still alive? Uh, Osama bin Laden. Yada 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 yada. Okay, so there was one agenda that they were talking about. It's called Agenda Twenty One. Uh, it's Agenda Twenty One is a non-binding uh, UN resolution. That they were talking about that uh, it recommended sustainable ecological development. But it's been turned to a conspiracy theory by the right. Um, showing like sinister global like socialist agenda. And they see it as governments wanting to build parks as part of this. Like the UN's trying to take over so they could build these parks and then build concentration camps and then China will take over. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Let me just take you... Into this rabbit hole, yes. at least into li- the the den or maybe the mud room, and just to see what. But this is what the, what we're trying to kind of dealing with here is that we're dealing with people that believe that kind of nonsense, believe that nine eleven was inside job, believe that um, there's staged actors doing these crises and shit like that. Anyway, another thing uh, that that's coming out with these uh, patriots is uh, patriots is now technically kind of. A name for white supremacists. And you can see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I really love America and what she really stands for, but I'm hesitant to call myself a patriot in this day and age because the people that proudly claim on the top of the mountaintops that they're patriots are white. Are not the kind of people that I'm interested in hanging out with. Majority of them are white. Their majority of them are, I would say, considered nationalists. 
Yeah. And nationalists, when you come down to it, are Nazis. You know, National Socialist Party is yeah. Nazis. And so they, when, it, when they, they call themselves patriots, they call themselves other names like Christian patriots. Um, seems like that there was this group of people who are racist and then this other group who are patriots. And for some reason, these groups just intermingled in a weird tornado and now they're just one and the same. Yeah. And so instead of it being one or the other, we're like, I'm a patriot, where anybody could be part of a patriot party. Now you're like, I'm a patriot and I'm white and I have guns and I hate everybody who's not me. Yeah. And so that's what it comes down to. So, you know, they just to like go off of a, I'm, I'm just going to go off a news story that I, 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 I went across it. One of the best examples about what I was tra- seeing earlier is that um, over the years, um, the white power movement and the patriot movement moved to, merged together. It took on a life of its own. So uh, the Hammond family that they were that they were defending up there, um, pretty much they were just trying to recruit the sheriff of the county that they reside in, okay, uh, to provide sanctuary for the Hammonds, uh, the Hammond family, uh, from the federal government because they're trying to in- indict them over the arson because they, I think they uh, they burned federal lands from what I remember okay. from reading. So that's pretty much it. Now these guys, uh, the activists, they call themselves activists as well because patriots are activists because they do events like this. Um, activists. Uh, uh, such as uh, Ammon Bundy, which is Clive and Bundy's son, um, claim that it's happening to the Hammonds is unconstitutional. The view of the Constitution is based on a position promoted by Posse Comitatus. And I probably said that wrong. Or Comitatus or whatever. Um, they held the Constitution uh, could be interpreted by individual right-wing activists in a way that allowed them to, be, to have more jurisdiction than federal courts do. The Sovereign Citizens are best known movement that provides these crank legal theories today. So these are the ones that talk, that, that twist the Constitution in their, in their way. So there's no rights over them, essentially. Or, or there's rights over them, and, and it's pretty much ultimate power to them, okay. essentially. That's interesting. Um, so another, um, I would say, fuse on this powder, powder keg. It's not really a powder keg, but, you know, on this uh, kindling on this fire that's about to burn, I would say. Okay. Um, is that the federal government allowed this to happen. Because, I mean, normally if, uh, say, if me and you decided to rob a bank and we decided to go into the police headquarters and set up shop in it, more police would come and take us out. Right. Plain, plain and simple, right? But for some reason, due to the history of the federal government intervening in situations such as this, right. uh, Ruby Ridge Massacre, Waco, two very popular ones that happened that ended very poorly on the government side. Mm-hmm. They handled it poorly, killed everybody involved. Bad news everywhere. That's the reason why they don't intervene anymore. So mm-hmm. they allow this to happen because of their cautiousness, I would say. So that, with all those put together, these little elements, kind of creates this current environment that we live in, um, where we have multiple facets of, of type of civil rights violations and uh, people being murdered by police. We also have this kind of net job thing going on where people are trying to take over federal lands because of unjust things happening, supposedly unjust things happening to us or to them. I just, I think it's really interesting that the same type of people that believe in this are the people that are so against um, the government safety net, right? The, yeah. The idea that uh, people fall down every once in a while and need welfare to help bring them back up or medicare or Mm -hmm. whatever but i don't know about this case but i know in the original case clive and bundy 
didn't want to pay to feed his cows, so he let cows feed on public land, and public land belongs to all of us. So we and are grassing free. And grass ain't free. So we were subsidizing him to let his cows eat for free, this millionaire guy who makes a ton of fucking money because he didn't want to pay to feed his own cows that he is going to slaughter and make money off of. Yeah. Why shouldn't he have to pay for his own cows? I, I uh, it's insane. And these people are insane. But yeah. the thing, I couldn't be less interested in it, to be honest, because I don't pay attention to crazy people because it just makes them more crazy. Well, another thing that's coming out of the shadows in regards to this is the media's handling of this. Um, how they're calling it a, a protest or uh, they're not talking, calling it an over a, a, a hostage situation or a takeover of a government building. They're calling these guys not militia, but just a group of demonstrators. They're, they're downplaying the, the actuality of these people that are handling this because these people have guns. Like, say, for instance, if the Black Lives Matters movement came into Chicago in the city and decided and had all had guns and saying, you know, we demand justice now. We're just going to take over this Capitol building. Yeah. We're not going to let anyone in or out because yeah. it's ours now. Yeah. And, and we all are sitting here with AK-47. And how would that be handled? Um, Everybody would be arrested. send in SWAT and everyone would get arrested or killed. Yeah. One or the other. So Because they, people get killed at Black Lives Rallies movements without any of that happening. Yeah. Without having guns there and right. stuff like that. So it's just... It's a it's a vicious double standard that um, everybody is portraying, and they're even saying like there's certain pundits out there, or researchers, or whatever the hell you want to call them that they put on TV, that are saying that Black Lives Matter and other movements are more dangerous because they do looting and all that other stuff. So they're trying they're drawing a, a race line in between it, right? You know, which is what it is. Yeah, they can't say they're more dangerous because they're black, but they're dangerous because they loot, right? And stuff. which what is this? You want. I mean, federal lands are protected for all of us. So one day, if I have kids, they can go visit whatever the hell is in Oregon <laughs> and go enjoy it because it doesn't just belong to you. No, just to like if one day you want to come to down to Texas and see the Gulf, it's not going to be filled with whatever I want to do with it. So baby diapers. There are some things that are protected for all of us, and it doesn't belong to you. Yeah. What's exactly. the difference? It's a communal. If you're burning federal land or having cows eat federal grass, I don't know what the difference is. One, you're stealing from the government, and one, you're stealing from... You're damaging from the you're, you're You're vandalizing the government. Right, but Property. the government it works for us. Mm -hmm. So, and I guess that's what they're against. Yeah. They're against all that right. jazz. All that jazz. All that jazz. But yeah, so just uh, keep an eye on it. You know, watching the news. It's going to be in the news recently. Hopefully it gets diminished and they all get, they run out of toilet paper. I saw this funny tweet about it, though. Um, there's a secret weapon that the government has, or DARPA or whatever the military has, um, that it's a special sonic wave that if you don't aim it directly at somebody, it makes them want to crap their pants. Yeah, it's called the, what is that called? Sonic resonator part. or something like that. Oh, the brown note? The brown note. <laughs> well, um... Somebody suggested they should get the, a whole bunch of those and aim it towards where they're at and turn off the water at the facilities. <laughs> I was like, oh, that'd be great. <laughs> no white flags or toilet paper. <laughs> no more. Yeah, to me, it's just like, obviously they did this in winter because no one gives a crap about federal lands in the middle of winter. 
Yeah, it's true. And if they weren't getting any media play, it, no one would even know that they're doing anything. Yeah, they would just like a whole bunch of hunters are in Oregon today at the National Wildlife Ref. What the? <laughs> yeah, and who gives a shit? Yeah, because you don't have a protest unless someone is paying attention. Exactly. So, but anyway, that's my topic for this week. Uh, okay. I just wanted to just go over it a little bit. I thought it was really funny, and I just hated seeing hearing that Clive and Bundy name brought up again. I was like, oh, this douchebag or asshat, <laughs> if you will. But uh, yeah, so I'm done. So uh, well. I guess that brings us up to our signature moment at the end of every show. <laughs> the uh, world famous, I don't know if it's world famous, but it uh, is world famous. The world famous is the world famous learning corner. Anyway, so <laughs> lovely Lacey. Yeah. Mrs. Lacey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, topic this week, right? I do. And it's not necessarily a learning corner because I don't think I'm going to drop any knowledge. I just wanted. A different view and maybe a discussion corner. Okay. Okay. I want to talk about um, charitable donations by rich people. Just by just by rich people. Yes. Okay. By rich people. So the reason I started thinking about this is Mark Zuckerberg recently came out in the last month or oh, so. Oh, I've seen these posts about it that like if I share this status. No, not that. What? No. I said he was giving away his shares. <laughs> yeah, he's not. But he's not giving it away to you anyway. Why wouldn't he be giving it away to me? He said he's giving away his shares to all the poor people. <laughs> I'm sorry, Max. That was just losers on Facebook all, sharing stuff. All of his shares. <laughs> shares. He's giving away all of his shares. Okay, so so explain to me what's going on here. So Mark Zuckerberg and his wife. Priscilla have come out and said that they are giving away 99% of their Facebook shares, which totals about $45 billion worth of their network. See, and that's why I shared that post. They are doing it to their... I want uh, some of that sweet, sweet Zuck money. They're doing a foundation which will focus on personalized learning, curing disease, connecting people, and building strong communities. Wow. So, sounds like a Bond villain type of charity. <laughs> Doesn't it a little bit? It's like yeah. so. This was kind of heralded as being awesome, right? Because yeah, here's a is. rich guy. He's not buying a yacht. He's not buying. Well, you've one seen of his house, those... right? No, it's I a haven't. tiny house, isn't? It? Yeah. He's not buying one of those sixty-five room mansions on the beach that we see rich people live in. He's not like a Wozniak house. Yeah. Here's a guy that's spending his money. He's giving it away to make the world a better place right? for you and for me. For you and for me. And it, it's good. It is good. It's better than buying it on a yacht. Yeah. But I don't think it's that good. Okay. Drop it. I am subsidizing his charitable donation. What he's, makes you think that? He's rich as fuck. And every dollar he contributes to charity, he gets to write off. Right? So for every 70 cents he donates to charity, for every dollar he donates to charity, 70 cents is coming from him and 30 cents is coming from me. Right? Wow. Because that's the t kind of tax deduction he's going to get off of it. And these seem like fine causes, but what if I don't like Mark Zuckerberg's cause? What happens if it's like it's for Hitler Youth of 2016? Yeah, sure. Or what if it's like the... Um, the Volkswagen Diesel Fund? The, uh, Red, the Red Cross, which the more I learn about the Red Cross, the more the m less I like about them. 
Or what if it was the um, the Salvation Army okay. that have anti-gay agendas for some reason because that helps cure whatever their whatever. salvation. Yeah, whatever. So what if? So for every time a rich person donates money, what they're doing, what I'm doing, is subsidizing their donation. Well, what we're doing. What all we're, we're we're doing as a as US a citizens. society is saying, good for you. Donate more money. Here, let me help. 30 cents. Take money off your tax return. And it's great because I don't know that rich people would donate as much. Rich people donate a ton of money. Uh, and it's because they get to write it off their tax returns. That's but they only great. write 30%, which is really good. Because imagine it feels more. It feels like 60 to 70%. Right. But they, but even though they get to write it off their tax returns, they don't donate more than the average no. family. No. The average family donates a higher percentage of their wage to charity Other than worth, rich yeah. people do. And um, Peter Buffett, Warren Buffett's son, had an interesting idea on it. He said, as more lives and communities are destroyed by the system that creates vast amounts of wealth for the few, the more heroic it sounds to give back. It's what I would call conscious laundering, feeling better about your extreme wealth by sprinkling it around as an act of charity. It's trickle down economics, yeah. But this just keeps the existing structure of inequality in place. The rich sleep better at night while others just get enough to keep the pot from boiling over. So, That's truth right there. I don't know. It's just an interesting idea that the, we're in such, we're in this society right now where the poor have less and the rich have more. And we immediately, anytime we hear, you're giving $45 billion away. Wow, that's amazing. Good for you. Let's all trumpet his name. Don't ever say Trump ever again. <laughs> but why do you have $45 billion? How did this happen? And when you give $45 billion away to whatever you're going to give it away to, I am getting less of my own money to give away to the charities I want to give away to because I have to subsidize your tax deduction. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. I like the idea of giving everything away. That if I was rich, that's that I always say that's what I want to work for. I want to work to pay my bills, and then once I can afford my bills, I just want to work to give it away. Yeah. So you can have that bench on the park? Yeah. But I don't know how I feel about this. Well, I mean, it's it sucks that you have to pay 30 cents for every dollar that he donates, but at the same time, it's not your decision to because everything is a distraction that's going to lead us all to our inevitable <laughs> death. And that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll I went full, so I'm bringing it home. Bringing right it home. Because <laughs> Clive and Bundy bullshit, all of this <laughs> means nothing. Just want to remind you. <laughs> Just want to remind you, you're listening to this and you're going to die. <laughs> bringing it home. Bringing it home. Uh, I think that's perfect. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, if you have, well, whatever thoughts you may have on the subject any of our subjects today feel free to shout back at us not type not chat shout at us all caps is accepted yeah go to facebook.com forward slash mr and mrs podcast i don't need to spell it out to you you know how to spell it it's a and d not ampersand you know what ampersand is yeah we all do i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) do you feel smarter than everybody else for knowing what an ampersand is i don't know (laughs) i know what an umlaut is anyway On behalf of the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast, I'm Mr. Max. I'm Mrs. Lacey. Bid you adieu. Adieu. Bid you adieu. Sayonara, bitches.
What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.